also dry and explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That word. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, Carmen. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garcia? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Check My Bad, right here on a lot of platforms, <laughs> on Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Google Play, Spotify, and of course, on hosted on iTunes by our litany of different networks, such as Anchor, HackerHumming.Podbean.com, Voice of Misery Podcast.Podbean.com, and RatSaladReview.com. My name is Matthew Schaffer. I'm the host of the most with us on the West Coast, your boy, MSG. And I am not alone. I am joined by my co-host who lives deep down in that South, and he's looking for them hoes, yo. His name is Steve Jackson. How is it going? What's scratching, DJ? Yo. Lay it on me. Oh my gosh, wow. Dude, it's been a crazy couple days. Okay. First off, you know, we're recording this a little bit later in the week. And as such, there was some breaking news we're not going to get into, but he was featured on an episode of South Park. So I'm going to go ahead and say his name. Kobe Bryant died, man. It was kind of sad. RIP, dog. It's kind of sad. I grew up as a Lakers fan. And uh, one of my first games I went to was a Lakers basketball game with Kobe Bryant, of course, playing against the Dallas Mavericks. So, um, and then I worked for a news station, Ian. So I had to watch like eight hours of them talking about Kobe over and over and over. And I just got sad and sad and sad. But then you know what? Yeah, I went home and I watched him shop hawk. And I watched an elephant make love to a pig. Because that's what we're reviewing tonight. <laughs> Season one, episode five. An elephant makes love to a pig. So for now, Ian, we're back on the straight and narrow as far as episodes in concise order, right? We don't have any confusion, no production issues. This is the episode, episode number five. So in this we're episode, there. that's right, buddy. Can you believe it? Like we're we're doing it, bro. We're we're making these episodes. We're, we're getting on podcast networks. People seem to like our My show. Goodness. Out there on the interwebs, people like uh, sending us. I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting. I'm out there tweeting. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I saw your tweet. I was like, that was a good tweet, there, buddy. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I, I tweeted something last night. Uh, admittedly, after I got into a a verbal discussion, I wouldn't say a debate or argument because I wasn't like mad at this person, but I got into like a verbal discussion with a mutual person I know online. And afterwards, because of course, you know my thoughts on. 
like religion. Uh, I posted on the South Park <laughs> podcast Twitter, uh, <laughs> you believe in a supernatural being. And then I put the gif up, oh, my science. <laughs> I just, uh, I just had to. That's yeah. funny. Put some, put some, uh, you know, put some ventilation out there. Put some. I needed her to vent a little bit, and I, I figured I would do it in the the classiest way possible via South Park for me, at least, right? I could have gone on a tirade and been a douche, um, but you know, I might have called this person out on some things, and they never uh, clap back, bro. So uh, I did that to win for me. Uh, Elephant makes love to a pig, as we stated. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-seven, guys. This happened on September 10th, 1997. Little did we know, four years and one day later, we would be met with, where were you? And them towers happened. But in this episode, the boys, South Park, of South Park, tried to force Kyle's pet elephant to crossbreed with Cartman's pet pig, my pet pig, for a class project on genetic engineering. Meanwhile, of course, Stan tries to deal with his sister, Shelly, who keeps beating him up. So this episode was hilarious, bro. There's so many freaking highs in this episode. So many new characters. And as we were talking before, while there was, I guess, a side story here with Shelly beating up Stan, it really, the whole main story was Kyle, Cartman, Kenny, and Stan at times trying to crossbreed an elephant with a pig for their school project. So the introduction of Shelley is Hold made... on. Go ahead. Well, actually, they're not doing it for the school project. They're doing it because they thought it would be really cool to have pot-bellied elephants. Little ones that they could have inside. It just happened that they were going to use it for their... They, didn't, they weren't doing it for that. They were doing it so they could have these... Well, I mean, the argument could be met when they begin the episode at the bus stop, and they said this would be a cool idea... They didn't have a formulated thought, idea, or process thought out yet, right? There was just saying, man, it would be cool if an elephant could uh, crossbreed with a pig. And then they went to school, and they have a discussion on genetic gene splicing, which leads to that being a clone war, which we can get into. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? I'm just – I jumped sorry. ahead of myself. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, the episode, though, was written by the series co-creators Trey Parker, Matt Stone, of course, along with Dan Sterling. Um, now, I looked up Dan Sterling. He's a screenwriter and television producer. He's actually worked on shows such as King of the Hill, Kitchen Confidential, The Daily Show, South Park, The Sarah Silverman Program, and The Office, actually. I was going to say, if you don't know Dan Sterling, man, he's, he's a really good. He's out there, too. like him. Yeah, his also his script, The Interview. It, this is what probably was what put him over the top, of course. His scripty interview became, of course, famous after it was seen as an act of war by the supreme leader, Kim Jong-un. Hello. <laughs> Hello, please. Take on a please. Um, <laughs> the episode was served as both a parody of genetic engineering and a statement against its potential evils in regards to this episode. The scenes of Stan getting beat up by his sister were inspired by Parker's real-life childhood experiences with his own sister, who was actually named Shelly. Shelly. What did you think of Shelly? What did you think of her character? Like, 
they keep true to the character of Shelley throughout the story of South Park itself over the last 23 seasons. Even in last season's episode, as we started this at near the end of 23, I don't like marijuana. I don't like marijuana, Dad. <laughs> Shelley happens to be one of my favorite characters in the show. And I don't like marijuana, okay, Dad? Listen, church. Nobody gets to beat up my church but me. It wasn't him. (laughs) No, mom. It wasn't him. (laughs) Yeah, so in this episode, we get the introduction of Shelly. So uh, before we get into the full breakdown, The Elephant Make Loves to a Pig was actually met with generally positive reviews. At his at his bet bleh, bleh. <laughs> that's been it's been described as one of the most popular early South Park episodes. Several commentators praised its satirical elements with regard to genetic engineering. The episode marked the first appearance of Shelley Marsh, Stan's mother Sharon. Sharon. Hey Sharon. Hey Sharon. Hey Sharon. And the mad scientist Dr. Mephesto who was inspired by the title character of the 1996 film The Island of Dr. Moreau. Now, Ian, you have some more background on this movie because I haven't actually seen this movie. And while we did attempt to record this show two days ago, but I might have been a little bit too inebriated, I still didn't watch this movie. So tell me about it. Go ahead. Ah, man, it's been a while. I need to watch this movie again. But but what I can remember, I saw it when I was really young. It was basically a horror take on genetic modifying animals and humans, hunting them and, you know, capturing people and, te- and, and running experiments on them. If you got to the island of Dr. Monroe, you weren't leaving, basically, you know. And this, mo- and this movie came out in 1994, right? So, yeah, like, you were so. young at that point. Uh, did it have any influence on you? Did, you ma- did it make oh. you believe as far as that there could be this opportunity for animals to be spliced. I mean, you grew up in the Mormon church, so they teach things a little bit different. So horror movies like Jason and Freddy and Alien, those didn't scare me. Okay. Okay. So but with me, in the realm that's kind of realistic movies freaked me the fuck out. Outbreak. Oh my goodness. Outbreak freaked me the fuck out. I don't know if you know what that movie was. Do you know what movie that is? No. Outbreak is the one with the monkey and a guy gets scratched by a monkey and he gets, I think it's, uh, what is it, uh, Ebola or something? See, to me, like maybe I just never saw enough good horror movies itself, but I've never really been a fan of horror. Like I'm not into the whole right. guts and gore and all yeah. that of the horror side. Now, I I don't mind like horror dramedies. You know what I mean? Right. Like you could even say like that movie Us that was directed by Jordan Peele. That's kind of a horror dramedy kind of oh, movie. You man, know what I mean? That movie is scary. Right? On a level of like, oh my god. So I don't mind mind fuck horrors, but like where it's like disgusting horror and like it gets gory. Like I it's just to me like it's it starts to look too fake where I can't even believe it. Does that make sense? Right. And this so. is that this is that drama horror where this will like this is not in like guts. Oh, okay. Like this is on the realm of possible, like a possible because the way that evil can spread and stuff. So interesting. Interesting. That movie was pretty scary. What else was pretty scary back then? 
Well, I'm sorry, the Island of Dr. Moe was actually a 1996 movie, to correct my film. It's a science fiction horror film. It was actually the third adaptation of the 1896 novel, The Island of Dr. Moreau, by H.G. Wells. Of course, this film was directed by John Frankenheimer. John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. That's what his name reminds me of. Um, uh, It starred Marlon Brando, Val Kilmer, David Thuelas, and Feruzia Balk. I hope I didn't just butcher that name. If I did, I'm sorry. Uh, screenplay is credit to the original director, Richard Stanley, and Ron Hutchinson. Uh, and in this movie, of course, the production was notoriously difficult, marred by issues with the cast, harsh weather, and a skyrocketing budget. Interesting. Well, that might be interesting to go down that rabbit hole and watch a YouTube video on that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's a pretty decent movie, uh, but, you know, you got to watch it. It's, okay. it. You got to watch it. So the plot of this episode, though, uh, it's getting back to this. Uh, the boys are waiting at the bus stop. Cartman notices that Stan has a black eye. And it turns out that his sister, Shelly, has been beating him up this whole time. So, you know, they, they walk up to the bus stop. You know, Cartman sees Stan. He's like, you should be up again, huh? <laughs> Stan's like, no. He's like, yeah, you should kick your ass. <laughs> your sister beat you up again, huh? No. <laughs> your sister kicked your ass. And then uh, Stan's like, yeah, well, you know, she's pissed off because she just got headgear at the dentist and she's taking it out on me. You know, his best friend Kyle's like, yeah, that sucks, Dodo, to get your butt kicked by a girl, Stan. And then Cartman starts his tirades. And he does this throughout the whole episode. You know, we go, I would never let a woman kick my ass. If she tried anything, I'd be like, hey, you get your big ass in the kitchen and make me some pie. And then uh, <laughs> Stan's like, my parents don't even believe me that she beats me up. They think she's innocent and sweet, but I know that she's an evil bitch. Cartman replies to that. Just say, hey, women, you said you're mad and meet your baby. Stan's like, uh, hey, Kyle, what's that elephant doing? So right up here, this point in the episode, Ian, there's clearly some uh, sibling abuse going on where Stan's getting the shit kicked out of him by his sister. Now, at this point in the episode, she doesn't seem to be going through puberty, right? So she's lashing out in regards to the fact that she had to get headgear. She feels self-conscious maybe about the way she looks. That she doesn't feel good about herself. So unfortunately, she's taking it out on Stan. What do you think of this scenario? And Have you ever, I don't know, encountered any of family, friend members who were maybe weren't the uh, best to each other? <laughs> Listen here, Mano. I have six sisters, so I know exactly how Stan feels being bullied by an older sister. It's not fun because they're older. They get the front seat. Oops. They get the front seat, and, um, you know, I got stuck, middle, feet on the hub. My sister chased me around the house with a knife. I got locked outside. Oh. My parents came home. My parents came home. What are you doing outside? Uh, my sister chased me around the house with a knife, and here I am outside. And the sister completely denied it. My, my parents are, you know, on her side because she's older. She was the one babysitting. Told them that I went nuts being me. You know, because I was young, ADHD, and out of control, apparently. You know, it was just a little different, that's all. So, <laughs> sister couldn't handle it. 
That's that's pretty funny. See, I was in the opposite. So like I had a younger sister, so I was probably more of the torturer. But I never hit my sister because I'm a good big brother. I would never physically hurt my sister or at least, you know, not intentionally, right. exactly. not intentionally. Right. Like if you rough house and you, you accidentally bonk her head or she falls off the bed or something, that's one thing. But yeah, I'm not like physically, you know, trying to strike her down. But I did mentally like fuck with my sister <laughs> on a couple different scenarios um, which we don't need to get into now. Maybe we'll do that another time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely, you know, messed with my little sister. And, you know, uh, I, I'm sure that Stan felt that in this case, this scenario, he's like, what do I, what am I doing to deserve this? So, like, in your case, you were, like, you know, almost hyper energetic. You know, that was just how you, who you were. And, you know, your sister didn't know how to deal with it because she was just a kid, too. And in this other scenario, though, Shelly's just beating the shit out of Stan because she's pissed. Stan's like, I'm not even doing anything, dude. <laughs> so Kyle's got an elephant. Back to the episode. Kyle's got an elephant, right? The guys are like, dude, how did you get an elephant? Or where did you get an elephant? And Kyle's like, well, I ordered it. The ad said that it would take four to six weeks, but I got it in three. He's all like super stoked on that fact. I got it in three. I'm awesome. And they're like, oh, cool. And Kyle's like, no, not cool, bro. My mom won't let me keep it. Why? Well, because the elephant poops are as big as our house. Couch. Like, couch, couch. I'm sorry. Dude, you know what's weird is like I don't ever remember being a kid and like being able to order like elephants. Is, is there a way to do this? Is there a way to order elephant online? No, but I think it's just um... – because around that time, you know, the internet was starting to actually take off and you could order things, almost anything online at this point. And now, even now more so, it's funnier Dude, now yeah, because know. who knows? You could probably go somewhere and find a fucking elephant. All of a sudden, you have a baby fucking elephant in your backyard. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, I know, my that, card. I know that you can call somebody and order an elephant because I know Kabi, he, when he had his wedding, he had an elephant. At his wedding, because he's Indian, so that's part of like the tradition, right? Yeah, of the marriage. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I know that you can, you can call, but I'm just curious, like, if you can go online, just order it, or you know, back then, could you? Was it like you know, uh, an 800 number? Like you just flip, like Kyle is just flipping the channels. Hey, are you tired of not having a cool pet dog, cat, dog, cat, duck? Fuck that. You should get an elephant. And, and Kyle's like, yeah, I should get an elephant. Like, I, I just, that's just a weird concept for this episode. You know what I mean? Like, I get the whole gene splicing episode, but it was just weird that they used an elephant. But on the same token, if you look at it from a, a broad spectrum, hey, it's the elephant in the room they're talking about, right? Huh? 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 Yeah. Or it's like one of those ads in the back of the comic book where you can order anything from. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like the X-ray got X-ray vision. <laughs> order an elephant. Like, oh, dude, an elephant. <laughs> so Kyle, uh, you know, of course, tells his uh, friends that it's not good because it can't keep the elephant. Uh, Kyle decides that, you know, what would be cool is, you know, if you could keep uh, a smaller version of an elephant, like inside the house. And they were like, oh, you know what would be cool is if we had, like, pot-bellied elephants, right? 
essentially, you know, what he, what he was saying here. Uh, no, it's not cool. My mom won't let me keep in the house. Uh, Cartman says, that's why my mom got me a pot-bellied pig, because its poop is small. And Kenny goes on to say, hey, guys, I talked to Garrison, and he told me that they're almost the same. <laughs> so that's what Kenny said here, referring to the fact that an elephant or pig are uh, apparently the same, Ian. Um, so that brings me to the question about why the pig looked like Mr. Garrison, and I just got my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. We had to think about that. Uh, you can kind of tell by the end of the episode. Um, so the bus arrives. <laughs> Mrs. Crabtree's like, hey, wait, wait a minute. What is that thing? And Kyle's like, uh, uh, this is uh, the new, and I'm saying this in the context of the episode, ladies and gentlemen, so I apologize if this word offends you. But he says, oh, this is the new retarded kid. And Miss Crabtree says, oh, I'm sorry, little girl, but you still can't get on. You have to take the special ed bus. And uh, Kyle's like, boy, it looks like you're not welcome anywhere, elephant. See ya. So he just leaves. Okay. He leaves the elephant here, Ian. Now, in the context of South Park's crazy, wacky world, where the hell does the elephant go? And how come the elephant doesn't just bring terror to the rest of the, the town, like Jumanji style? Movie magic, my friend. Oh. Whatever. No, 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 no. It's movie magic. He got on the bus with the, the the retard kids. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Maybe they didn't show that. That would have been cool if we had seen that part of the show. Yeah, you know I'm saying that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> like if like they had shown it later, like there was a elephant was sitting down or something with his head like through the the roof or whatever. Um. So now they get to the classroom and. They're talking about uh, genetic engineering. Uh, Mr. Garrison says, Now, children, our friend Mr. Het is going to tell us all about genetic engineering. That's right, Mr. Garrison. Genetic engineering is an exciting new science. You can splice the DNA from some animals and make them better. And Kyle's like, Mr. Garrison? Yes, Kyle. With genetic engineering, can you make an elephant smaller? And Mr. Garrison says, Well... Well, I, yes, I suppose you could. You, you could splice elephant jeans with a dog or a cat or a, a pot-bellied pig jeans. Kyle says, that's it. I'm going to combine my elephant with a pot-bellied p- pig and make a pot-bellied elephant. The whole class just goes, <gasps> like, they're all shocked. Like, <laughs> like that's the worst thing they've heard in a week. <gasps> Whoa. Right? And uh, he said they'll be smart like elephants, but small like pigs. Sam says that'd be cool. And then everybody starts chiming in. You know, Baby's like, uh, I want a pop belly down fit. Pip's like, yes, I'll take, I'll pay $50 for one. Which doesn't make sense, Ian. All right? It doesn't make sense. Because in the Big Gay Owls episode, Pip could have bought himself a freaking helmet, brah. But he could pay for a pop belly elephant? Pop belly pig elephant? A piggy elephant? A piggy, piggy, piggy? Uh, a football helmet can be upwards of like three or four hundred dollars my dude back in 96 it's probably like 180 to like 200 it's still like 90 to 110 dollars it's still that's still that's still more than what mr pitt's got he's got 50 and you're still looking at like 80 we are still looking at like 80, why didn't, 95. Why didn't Pip just buy the Halloween costume and use that helmet at least? Because <laughs> it was like, it's like a mask. 
$25. That's all I'm saying. Jesus um, Christ. Um, so uh, they go, uh, Terrence Mephesto, the son of Dr. Mephesto, he says, that's stupid. Uh, Kyle says, shut up, Terrence. Uh, we can genetically engineer anything we want. Terrence says, oh, yeah, I bet I can genetically engineer a whole clone from a human being before you can crossbreed an elephant and a pig. <laughs> Kyle says, I bet you can't. And then uh, Terrence says a really cool line, watch me, plebeian. And then Mr. Garrison says a line that I have been using since 1997. Okay, I'll tell you what, Sean. That's over 23 years myself. Well, I guess technically I started watching like season two, season three. So about 20 years, we'll say. He says, well, spank my ass and call me Charlie. Isn't this exciting? Two A-plus students in a cloning war. Spank my ass and call me Charlie. Ian, scoop. Do you want to spank my ass and call me Charlie? Yummy. Uh, so Mr. Garrison says, you know, you boys might want to visit the genetic and engineering ranch outside of the town for sure for some help. However, I guess Mr. Garrison doesn't know that he is the son of Dr. Mephesto. So, of course, he's going to check that out, right? Duh, this is his fucking house. And uh, said you guys could use both this for your science fair projects next month. So, I mean, technically, we were both right. You know what I mean? Like, they were like. Kyle said he wanted to crossbreed, and then Garrison did definitely did throw it in there. Okay, you can use this for your science feet, science fair. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was in the context of class. So, Kyle, genetic engineering ranch says, "Sweet, uh, wait, wait, we still need a pig." Kyle says, "We can use Cartman's pig." Cartman says, eh, eh, "You need Sophie as it." Kyle says, "We're not going to hurt her. We just need some of her blood." <laughs> says, "You're not going to use any of Fluffy's blood, or else I'll kick you in the neck, Kyle." No. And uh, Mr. Garrison then, uh, of course, sits daily down. He asks him, what's wrong? You know, I see that you got a black eye. Is someone beating you at home? And he says, yeah. And he's like, all right, we'll sit down and talk to Mr. Hat and have some hot cocoa. <laughs> and then <laughs> he starts talking about it. He's like, yeah, my sister. And then uh, he's like, oh, for Pete's sake, don't be such a little wuss. Stop wasting Mr. Hat's time with pansy little foo-foo problems and give me back my cocoa. Um. Ian, have you ever been beat up by a girl other than your sisters in general? Like, beat up, basically. Like, hmm. Uh, I want to say I've had my hair pulled by a lesbian back in high school. Um, she, I was pretty, I was a horrible person, though, so I totally deserve that. Um, let's see. I was beat up by this one black chick. I don't know. I don't remember what happened. I think she just hated on me for some reason. I don't know. That sucks. Yeah. I got in trouble one time because when I was in the fourth grade, this sixth grade girl kind of like beat me up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the first time she beat me up and I let her beat me up. And she did it in front of my friends, bro. And I told my parents and they were like, well, it's good thing. You didn't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. We're proud of you. But then the second time, bro, she tried to do it again. And this time I wasn't having it. And all I did was punch her once and she went down. Okay. So, like, I didn't hit her after that. But I was, you know, I was getting the shit kicked out. I mean, I was like, fuck this. And I punched her in the face. She went down. She starts crying. I get in trouble. And I'm like, what the hell? I was just trying to defend myself on this chick. 
But at the same time, you know, I don't know. I get it. But apparently, uh, you know, I could take down a sixth grade girl, but I was uh, a boy. And I was a little active boy, you know, just running around, growing up, growing up in California. Back then, we didn't have the internet or phones or computers. Or if you did have a computer, you were lucky. You had it inside your house. And the color, there was a color to it because you had a Mac probably. But back then, you went outside, you played, you scraped your knee, you got in fights. Sometimes you got in trouble. Sometimes you punch a girl because she's picking on you. So I'm not saying go out and start punching girls or guys, people. I'm just saying equality, America. Let's open up the phone lines for some questions as we go to uh, Jesus and pals. <laughs> as we uh, go back into uh, Stan's house now. And uh, this is where we get our first introduction of Shelly. Shelly turns to see Stan coming out of the sofa shadow. She says, hey, uh, you hear in the background is Robert again? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, this is, this is Robert. <laughs> so Robert calls back in and Jesus passes. He's like that one guy. Do you ever listen to sports radio show? And sometimes there'll always be like the same freaking people who call in. Are you one of those people, Ian? Did you call Mike and Mike in the morning a lot? They were on the air. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it, because I knew you did, asshole. Fuck you. You know what? Listen. Hey, Harry, Mike in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you you called in though? Listen here. Anyway, so Robert calls in. Hey Jesus, Robert. You hear him on the background. Uh, Jesus, yes, my son. And Shel- uh, Stan says, "Hi, Shelly." Uh, Shelly says, uh, "Are you looking at my headgear?" Hey. Yeah, is this Jesus? Yes, my son. Hi, Shelly. Are you looking at my headgear? Headgear? What headgear? Are you looking at my headgear? Oh, gosh, I, I didn't really notice. You little liar. No, I think it looks terrific. It matches your... Ready to go, Stan? And all of his friends, that being Cartman, Kenny, and Cat Cat, Cat, all show up. And um, they were all searching. They were ready to go. They're like, hey, you ready to go, Stan? We're gonna... And, and uh, Stan's like, go where? And he's like, oh, you know, to the genetical engineering ranch. So we got Cartman's pig. We're going to go splice his jeans. Cartman's like, nobody's splicing fluffy. And uh, Shelly's like, I swear I'm going to kill you, Stan. Cartman's like, you know, if some sissy chick ever tried to kick my ass, I'd be like, hey, you missy, you don't you go get me a swear before I stab you in the face. And uh, Shelly's like, who said who that? <laughs> and Carmen points to Kenny. Um, and uh, so now they're, they find the genetic. Who said that? Who said that? Now they find the genetic engineering ranch. Uh, they're start, they start arguing back and forth. You know what I mean? Stan's like, uh, you know, quit being such a baby. And Carmen's like, baby? Well, you can't get my ass kicked by a girl. And then uh, Stan says, yeah, well, at least I'm not a little pig fucker. Okay, Fluffy, I won't let them hurt you. It's just a stupid pig. Yeah, quit being such a baby. Baby? Well, at least I don't get my ass kicked by a girl. At least I'm not a little pig fucker. Hey, I'm taking my pig and screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> Hold on. Did we did we miss the part where I think Kenny says, yeah, fuck your sister in the butt? Uh, I don't have that down. Where did no. that happen? 
Oh, where is that at? When um, Stan, I think the second time or the first time. I don't know. My bad. No worries. It's a good point to bring it up. But basically, uh, Kyle and Stan are egging on Cartman. Cartman eventually says, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm going home. It's a dumb idea. stupid idea. Anyway. And uh, Kyle's like, what the hell do you know? You sweaty, fat mongoloid. You never got a higher than a D. And then Cartman says, well, hey, why don't you go back to San Francisco with the rest of the Jews? Kyle's like, there are no Jews in San Francisco, you retard. And Cartman's like, I kick you in the neck. And uh, so eventually, <laughs> Doctor Mephesto shows up, and uh, they're like, "Oh!" And he's like, "Kyle's like, oh, yeah, we wanted to uh, crossbreed a pig ele- with an elephant." And Mephesto's like, "Brilliant idea! Huge elephant-sized pigs." <laughs> Kyle's like, "No, no, no! We want to make little pot-bellied elephants that you can people can keep in their houses as pets." Oh, that's even better. Come on in. Pig and elephant DNA just don't stop. Right? So he goes, I'm so pissed that you children are in- – oh, I'm so, I'm so pleased, I'm sorry, that your children are so interested in genetic engineering. And Cartman's like, it's okay, Fluffy. Nobody's going to hurt you. <laughs> so that's just like it's, – uh, thanks, it's thanks to the wonders of genetic engineering. Soon there will be an end to hunger, disease, pollution, even war. I have created these things that will change for the better. For instance, here's a monkey with four asses. <laughs> Which, like, how does that make the world a better place? Yeah, first, I when I first saw it, I kind of expected some kind of weird monster or something. But a monkey with five asses. What? Correction, four asses. Four asses. Sorry. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I have created a monkey with four asses. Even Kyle asked the question, how does that make the world a better place? Fess <laughs> is like, and he, of course, is my four-ass host- ostrich and my four-ass mongoose. And it's like, do you have anything besides just animals with four asses? Here I have rats spliced with ducks and gorillas spliced with mosquitoes. And here I have rabbits spliced with fish to make little bunny fish. Hey, these bunny ears are tied on with little strings. He's like, oh, yes, I suppose. Uh, yes, over here I have a rat spliced with ducks and gorillas spliced with mosquitoes. And so they look legit. And then it goes, and here I have a rabbit spliced with a fish to make little bunny fish. <laughs> and there's just little bunny ears tied on to the fish. <laughs> oh, man. Carmen even calls it out. He's like, hey, these bunny ears on this cheese. And over here, Swiss cheese spliced with chalk and a beard. And Kyle says, well, what about our pot-bellied elephant? Mephesto says, well, hey, sorry, children, but pig and elephant DNA just won't splice. Haven't you ever heard the song by Loverboy? And then he says, although maybe I could help you add a few asses (laughs) to that swine of yours. And Cartman says, you can keep your hands off of that. Mephesto says, you know, it's amazing what we can do with a little blood sample these days. And then he pricks Stan unknowingly and takes some blood from him. The boys run out, freaked out. They're scared now. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, go ahead. now, if you look closely at that little vial container, each of those little things are a color of the boys. Interesting. Now, do you think one, each one is one of one of them? You think? Could, could Maybe. Yeah, could that have been the initial plan? He was just going to try and get a DNA sample of one of them, no oh, matter what. Right. And so he had one for each of them, whichever one was closest to him. It just happened to be Stan. 
Right. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Big chap. Um, so here's uh, what they're in. They're in the uh, cafeteria now. And I don't know if you caught some of the lines, but this was weird. Uh, so it, they have the Jewish kid and he's hanging out with Jason, the whites. Um, <laughs> the whites, the whites never, no, the whites never, no one ever does anything for the whites. Whites always standing up for PayPal. Um, that guy. So Jason White, he's early in this episode. The Jewish kid is eating lunch with him, and the Jewish kid says, "The fish is just hurting my anus." And Jason says, "Nah, it's pretty fresh." Fish, fish is just hurting my anus. Nah, that's pretty fresh. Did you catch that? What? Yeah. What does that mean? So I'm I'm guessing the Jewish kid is saying that the fish is hurting my anus, meaning that he ate the fish and it's giving him diarrhea, so it's hurting his anus. But the response from Jason of "Nah, it's pretty fresh," that's weird. Like, is he saying for him, it's not hurting his anus; it's just fresh, like it's just gliding out? I don't know. Little, hmm. little confused. There. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. You can tweet us, guys. Let us know at uh, hashtag suckmyballs. Use the hashtag suckmyballs. Tweet at us at suckmyballspod. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at suckmyballspod. On Facebook at South Park Pod. You can also email us at suckmyballspod at gmail.com. Of course, shout out to our supporters, ratsaladreview.com, Voices of Misery. Dot com, voice of misery, dot podbean, dot com, and hackerhounding.podbean.com. So Jason, after saying that, then Cartman says, you know, I'm sure hungry. This is where Pip says, Hello, gentlemen. Any of you blokes know what's for lunch today? Lunchy munchies? Hmm? Go away, Pip. Nobody likes you. Yeah, what kind of name is Pip, anyway? Well, my father's family name being Pirith, and my Christian name, Philip, my infant tongue. God damn it. Will you shut the hell up? Nobody gives a rat's ass. Yeah, go away, Pip. Yeah, go away, Pip. Right, right, ho. So Pip walks off. Uh, Cartman says, yeah, fake people, piss me off. Um, and then Terrence is now in the, he sees the boys in the cafeteria. He says, hey, dumbasses, you morons give up on your stupid science fair project yet? And Kyle says, no, we're already halfway done, which Terrence does point out. Halfway done, then all you got is a stupid pig, <laughs> which I thought was uh, very acute uh, of uh, Mr. Terrence there. Um, why do you think that... Uh, they created a character like Pip, you know, what, what, what's the purpose of a character like Pip, you know, because like eventually, even while they do have Butters that kind of takes over that role, Butters kind of evolves into a lovable character, even to the point where the boys, you know, they may rag on him and fuck with him, but at the end, you know, they know the Butters can come back hard. So, I mean, what do you, why do you think they created a character like a Pip and why do you think they chose to, it to be an English character? I think they like to make fun of the English and the Brits. Like, I think it's kind of uh, just nobody's safe. You know what I mean? They're going to come after everybody. They, they have pretty much a satriarchal take on almost every stereotype for every race, gender, everywhere, country. Everything. But would you, you think, not, maybe? Would, yeah, I mean, would you not agree other than him ba- them bagging on the Jewish people because that's Kyle's character? Do they really other bag on any more culture or race other than Pip's character with the British? Mm. Kind of. I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. very. I mean, don't you think it's kind of like premeditated in that regard? Maybe. Do you think so? 
Well, I mean, knowingly putting Pippin every a lot of these episodes that we're going to see here in the early seasons, right? I mean, eventually he does get killed off in a band episode. That was in episode 201, I want to say, when he gets killed off by Mecha Streisand um, in the return of that one. <laughs> and he's gone, right? Like, and he's, then he's gone. Yeah, after season yeah. 14, episode 5. I think that's what that no episode six because five would be 200 and six would be 201 so like in that episode he that's when you, you see you don't see pip anymore but he goes through a long drought you know what i mean like because he's in these early seasons for the good four or five seasons and then we start to see less and less of pip we start to see more of butters which is you know that makes sense you, you know you're replacing that uh character that you bag on with another character like butters and we'll see that introduction and everyone knows it's butters that's me right um one of the or maybe they were trying to make Pip into like a, you know, kind of rag, lovable, but they couldn't evolve that way. So they killed him off and they kept Butters because Butters had that personality. Yeah. I mean, even so, when we get to because the, episode... the Bicurious episode, the Bicurious episode. Oh, my gosh. That for character development on Butters is one of my favorites. That one is good, and I also love uh, the episode where everyone thinks he's got multiple personalities. Yes, with... Inspector Butters. <laughs> Inspector Butters is on the case. Archaeologist Big... Butters. <laughs> Big rig, Big rig, Butters coming in ten four. <laughs> Dad's like Butters, Butters, are you there? <laughs> yeah, Dad, I'm here. <gasps> he's back. He's, he's back. back. He's, he's back. back. <laughs> Our white Cartman's his accountability buddy. His accountability buddy. That's a good one too. When they go Pioneer Village, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of good Butters episodes for sure. But he, this is uh, a Pip one, this is our, a, a more introduction of Pip. So yeah, maybe they just figured. Uh, you know, I, I think what ruins Pip, to be honest, is they tried to give Pip his own episode, which we'll talk about. One of my probably my worst episode of South Park ever, and I think that episode is what turned people off uh, to Pip. You know what I mean? Because Butters, yeah. you felt bad for Butters, but also laughed at him by the end of his own personal episode. Whereas with Pip and their first ever solo episode, if you think about it, Pip ends up getting being the first character ever to get his own full-on episode by himself, right? Um, and his story and his, but even though it's based on a uh, a book, um, Oliver's Tale, it's still it's still horrible. Anyway. So back to this episode. I mean, before we want to diatribe more about Pip, because I just don't like Pip. So they're in the, um, like we mentioned, he says you probably only have halfway done. Kyle says, no, we're already halfway done, you know. Halfway done, you've already got a stupid pig. Bill says, huh, huh, yeah, yeah, it's probably a gay pig. And Fossey's like, stupid gay pig. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fossey and Bill, bro. Oh, man, they're just so funny in the characters. Then all you've got is a stupid pig. Yeah, you're a gay pig, too. <laughs> stupid gay pig. Kyle says, it's more than you've got. And Terrence says, wrong. We've got, our, we've got our, our human clone underway. Opens a bag, and this foot starts, you know, jumping around. And the foot kicks Cartman in the face. And Cartman says, hey, I kick you in the ass. And then uh, Cartman kicks it away, and it lands Ooh. in Pip. Yep, it lands in Pip's lunch tray, bounces away. Uh, so then they go into the cafeteria now they're uh, starting to, into the, uh, I guess the lunch portion where you get your lunch with chef and, you know, Hey chef, how you doing? Bad. Why bad? Well, you know, we need to genetically engineer our pig and an elephant, but the genes won't splice. And chef says, of course, uh, you know, children, have you heard of the song by lover boy? A pig elephant. Say, now that's not a bad idea. I told you guys. Imagine 
a pint-sized elephant that you could keep in the house. Children, we could make a fortune with this. And Kyle's like, you know, you hear that, dudes? We'll be rich. And uh, Chef says, forget about all that genetically engineering. Who's a fudge? If you want to combine a pig and an elephant, you just got to ma- get them to make sweet love. And Carbon's face, eh? saying, it's like, I don't think an elephant would want to make love to a pig. And uh, Cartman says, I don't think my pig would want to make love to that elephant. And the chef's like, sure they would, but you're going to have to get him in the mood. So how do we do that? Do what I do. Get him good and drunk. And drunk. Man, like, you know, that was a, a common joke when you say back in the 90s. But even if it was a common joke, like I would say even up to the last five or six years, it was still a practice where guys would try to get girls drunk so they could have sex with them under uh, false pretenses or under the pretenses of the girl or even guy. You know, I'm not saying guys don't get taken advantage of as well. well I mean, isn't it crazy? Like when you think back and look at that, that line, that line sticks out to me right there. Doesn't it stick out to you? It's just a way to get someone's inhibitions down to drink and get them good and drunk. It's easier to know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, it's been probably since alcohol has been a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm just talking about within the last four or five years, though, with the Me Too movement and guys and girls coming forward, feeling, you know, Bill Cosby, where they're being taken advantage of via alcohol itself. You know, uh, being taken alcohol by uh, advantage by alcohol itself. It's interesting that back here in 97, it's just passe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a a joke that a one little liner that you you throw in there for comedic relief and reaction. Because back then, if we had heard that joke, which we probably did, we would have laughed. Got to get a good drunk. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I know. I had to get her getting drunk, leaving me too. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I get that, and I get the context of it's it's supposed to be for comedic effect, but in the overarching of uh, sexual uh, abuse between guys and girls, I think it's interesting that that joke I don't think necessarily would hold up today. We, I, like it's not a joke that they could make yeah. I think, without getting some sort of reaction, unless they did it a funny way. Now there's there's always South Park. They could do it over the top where it's just like, here you go, Sharon, and he's just like pouring like a keg directly into Sharon's mouth, like Randy is. That's different, you know what I'm saying? But like in the context of this, where you're a blind date or trying to hook people up, you know what I mean? I don't know if it would necessarily be as welcome. Yeah. Um... It wouldn't be as funny for really it's it, today in today's world. It's, it's not as funny because right. it was a big problem. It was, and it still kind of is a problem. So it's not as funny in, in, in the real world where, yeah, like you're saying, if we're on a date, yeah, it wouldn't go over very well. You'd probably end up going home alone at that point. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I never found myself in those situations where I would wanted to take advantage of a girl. Now there's been situations to be quite honest, where like I've, I've even with my own girlfriend, like who I was dating, like they were, they're, they're too drunk. And I'm like, nah, girl, you're too drunk. <laughs> like We are not about to do this. So like in that context, like I wouldn't take advantage of something like, but even like I dated this one girl and like one night I took her home and she was just wasted, like white girl wasted. And she wanted to get down. And I was like, nah, I mean, I know we're dating, so it's a little bit different, but you are way too wasted, right? So like I wouldn't even take advantage of my own girlfriend in that sense. Um, and I, and I have been in situations when I was living in the college dormitories where I was at parties. 
and like girls would pass out. And like I honestly would try to be like go out of my way and find another girl and be like, hey, there's a girl passed out in there. Like, I don't know. You want to go check on her? I don't know if she's your friend or something, but you might want to go. I gotta check on that person. <laughs> like, I'd find somebody to go take care of it. All right, I, I gotta go. Like, this person over here is, uh, this person over here might be really drunk. You know what I mean? So, like, I never want, I never had that thought cross my mind. But it's interesting that people have that thought, or they feel like they need alcohol, or they feel like other girls need alcohol to accept them to be to let them be sexually active. When I can tell you firsthand, out that is not the case. That is not the case at all. Girls are just as horny as guys. You know what I mean? Just as horny. They just, just know how to be like sophisticated and civil about it, I suppose. Exactly. Well, they hold the keys, the kingdom. <laughs> they are the gatekeepers. Damn the rules. Damn the rules. Um, so Chef explained to them, you know, they gotta get him drunk. They say it's gonna take a while to get it drunk. You know, so as they're getting ready to go do this, uh, Stan's like, you guys want to come back to my house? <laughs> Stan's like, really? You guys don't want to come over for just a bit? I feel like I've been that kid, not in that context of like getting beat up, but like where you don't want to go home because you're going to be alone. Really? You guys don't want to just come over and hang out for a little bit and be my friend. <laughs> um, so Cartman says, why is your sister going to kick your ass again? Shut up, Cartman. Cartman says, you know, Kyle says, yeah, she's just a girl. <laughs> this is the best line, though, from this whole episode right here, okay? Yeah, if some girl tried to kick my ass, I'd be like, hey, why don't you stop dressing me up like a mailman and making me dance for you while you go and smoke crack in your bedroom and have sex with some guy I don't even know on my dad's bed. Cartman, what the hell are you talking about? I'm just saying you're just a little worse, that's all. <laughs> Wait, what? Love that line. It's great. <sighs> oh, well, Stan says, uh, Cartman, the hell are you talking about? And Cartman just says it like he like right back. I'm just saying you're a little wish I got. Oh, Oh my goodness. Oh, such a comeback there. I'm just saying, just a little weird. <laughs> like, I was dressed in a mailman while my mom was fucking some guy while she was on crack on my dad's bed. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but interestingly enough, here, they referenced uh, Cartman's um, dad there. Like, he has a dad, right? Or like he knew of a dad. Even though we know, in fact, Cartman does not have a dad right now. We'll find out later, of course. Do we ever find out who his dad ends up? Yeah, with? we do. Season fourteen, episode five oh. and six, the band episodes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, but interestingly enough, though, in the original, like one of the original produced uh, show, like pilots, um, I guess that Cartman did have a dad. You can look it up on the internet. They actually had like a, a fixture character for his father. So he was. That's why he initially, I guess, maybe even referenced it here, right? By saying that whole thing, like, you know, why don't you stop dressing me up like a mailman and making me dance for you while you go and smoke crack in your bedroom and have sex with some guy I don't even know on my dad's bed. That's fucked up, bro. Fucked up hard. Anyway, uh, you know, Kenny says, oh, this is what it is. This is what you meant by the line here. Uh, Kyle says, Stan, 
You can use family as a love as your weapon. Just say, next time she's going to kick your ass, just say, Shelly, you're my sister, and I love you. And this is where Kenny, Kenny says, and I want to see your, and I want to see you handling your breasts. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? So okay. basically, and I, I thought see, it was fucking. And I want to see you handling your breasts. Like I want to see you holding your boobs, essentially. And uh, that's why Stan says, "Sick, dude, she's my sister." And uh, you know, Kyle says, "Try it. We'll see you in a little while. We're gonna go get his p- Cartman's pig." And Cartman's like, "No, you're not gonna get my pig." So uh, we go back to the house. Shelly once again beats the crap out of Stan. With Stan saying, "You know, someday I'm gonna be bigger than you, and you're gonna wish you'd never done any of this to me." And Shelly says, "You'll never be bigger than me, Stan." Now we go back to the genetically engineered um, location, the, the 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 layer, and this is where we find out that Terrence's father is Doctor Mephisto because Mephisto says, "Beautiful, beautiful, it's beautiful, my son. I think we finally done it." And they have a fetal version of Stan in the incubator. And then Terrence says, yes, Dad, we have my very own cl- human clone. <laughs> and then Bill, Bill and Fallon. Hey, hey, not, there, we're not there yet. But Bill and uh, – because he's, he's still a little uh, like a, fe- a fetus right now. But this is when Bill says, hopefully not a gay clone. And Fossey goes, yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> like admitting to themselves that was a stupid joke itself. <laughs> okay so now we have the reappearance of the elephant it's just out of nowhere ian i don't i don't i don't like that they they could have at least given me logic where did the elephant go did it go home did it just stay at the bus stop the whole time did it run rampant on the town did it kill people did it take the bus to school did the elephant have classes did was the elephant the top of the student at the class the elephants are supposed to be smart right these are the questions i have Elephants are very smart. And maybe he just kind of chilled there and knew that they would come back because elephants never forget. Ooh, that's a good point. Uh, So out of the hills somewhere, we see Kyle is pumping a keg (laughs) to the elephant. And, uh, you know, says, come on, Kyle, keep drinking. And Stan says, damn, I wonder how drunk he needs to be to make sweet love to the pig. Kyle says, damn it, this is never going to work. Chef shows up, says, hey, children, I thought I'd check and see on our little entrepreneurial venture is going. Kyle says, rotten. Chef says, oh, children, you just can't stick a drunk pig with a drunk elephant and expect them to do the mattress bombo. You need to set the mood. So he moves over to a boom box with the mic, uh, mic attached to it, right? And then uh, he plays. His, he starts singing a song. <laughs> he goes, let me, sh- let me show you boys what I'm talking about. Tonight is right for love. You know I Wanna touch you while the lights don't go Tonight is right for love Love graving Expressing love so sweet I wanna keep you burning like a dog in heat Tonight is right for love Love graving Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John Tonight, oh, it's right. Ooh, tonight is right for love, love, Craven. Thank you, Elton. Tonight is right for love, love, Craven. Now, I want to say that people thought Elton John really came onto the show. You and I did too. 
They did. I thought for a second that that was Elton John. Even on one of my rewatches recently for this episode, I was like, is that really Elton John? And I kind of, when I, when I was like really looking at it, I was like, oh, no. That would have been sweet, but it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely uh, Trey's voice. You can hear yeah, him. Yeah, it was Trey. It was definitely Trey's Trey. voice. You can hear him singing. Ooh, tonight. <laughs> Ooh, it's right. Ooh, tonight is right for love. Love gravy. Anyway, uh, so after that, uh, <laughs> Chef's like, now gather around, children, and watch the wonders of life, the beauty of Mother Nature. And then you just hear, you hear like uh, squealing sounds. Uh, from the pig. And the cow's like, ah, oh, and stands like sick. And Carmen's like, Shitty. And then Chef just makes a, a very funny line in passing. Hmm. Now I know now I know how all those white women must have felt. <laughs> so apparently she, uh, you know, Chef's love Shaq. It's just a love machine. He's got a long shine. You got a long, long, got a long, long, long dick style. I'm here to fuck your wife. So inside the South Park Genetic Engineering Ranch now, a big mute version of Stan is in the incubator with a very long left arm. But Festo, uh, uh, Lucius, our creature, has come to fruition, boys. Terrence says, Dad, you're the best. He says, oh, my God, he has only one ass. He's of no use to me. I'll have to burn the room. Then Big Stan breaks out of the incubator. And uh, Mephesto says, oh, no, the entire experiment is turning out very bad. And then Big Stan says, me bad. And then Big Stan throws the four-ass frog against the wall, killing it. Egad, he's out of control. We'll have to destroy him, says Mephesto. And then Terrence says, but he's our science fair project. And then Big Stan says, uh, me bad. And then what does he say, uh, Mr. Scoop Jackson? What does this man say? Danger <laughs> job. A baba, a chewy chop. And uh, Mephesto says, I don't, such a weird lingo. A chewy chewy chop, a chewy chewy chop. Uh, so, <laughs> um, this is an interesting take, like, because here's like potentially the dangers of cloning and genetic splicing of DNA, right? You know, things go wrong, and the the development of this clone's brain was at a, such an accelerated rate that it hasn't had the ability or cognitive to, cognitively to create the moral skills necessary to understand what's between good and bad. So it literally associates good just to being good and bad just being bad. So when he hears he's told he's bad, instantly, rather than knowing to himself, oh, I'm not bad, he goes, I'm bad. Do you see this as a way, in of potentially clones taking over the world? I mean, what are your thoughts on clones? Are you afraid of them? <laughs> Um, no, I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> There'd have to be a lot more clones than us. I, mean, I think, I don't know. It could be scary. Like the clone, clone army from Star Wars. Someone was cloned over and over and over and over again. And it's just some mind controlled army. I suppose that could be scary. Do you have Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay. Have you checked out the National Geographic section yet? 
Okay, there's this show on there. I, I forget what it's called, but look it up. It's like there's not a lot on the National Geographic. <laughs> so just look it up. It's under the series section. It has something to do with like uh, where will we be in like one million years from now or something like that, right? And one of the episodes was on clones, dude. And it was freaking freaky, bro. Like, because then they had like his this guy his daughter gets into a car accident and his daughter dies and so they get his daughter cloned and then his daughter grows up and they they love her and treat her the same and at that point in time though clones have become so integrated into the society that you don't know who's a clone and who isn't anymore i mean that's what freaks me out the most yeah Who's real and who's not real? And then also, do clone if if we do have a abundance of clones, uh, do clones have the same rights as humans? Like, if a clone commits murder, are they going to be executed? If somebody kills a clone, are they going to be prosecuted? You get what I'm saying? Like, it's just such a weird gray area, and that's what really freaks me out. But then again, they could just go ahead and create a, you know, a drone cloid, a drone clones like Star Wars. And that would probably solve all our problems. Apparently, I don't know. Star Wars predicted it, right? Right. So, you know, you so anyway, you lose some. big stand jumps through the window, tears down the ranch gate entrance. Mephesto says, oh, no, son, you've made a horrible mistake. You put all the people of South Park in jeopardy. And Terrence says, <laughs> They're all stupid anyway. Come on, guys. And Bill's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all gay. And then back on the hill, we get a shot of Fluffy and the elephant sleeping together. And Kyle and Chef and them are all, you know, they're all waiting for him to wake up. And they're asking, you know, when's he going to wake up? And Chef's like, oh, they will. It's going to be an ugly sight. And uh, Chef says, usually uh, Mother Nature wakes up about 930 in the morning. And then, you know, he goes, oh, oh here we go. And then the elephant and the pig both wake up. They both look at each other and they both like are disgusted. And then Chef says, yep, nothing worse than getting all drunk and waking up with next morning next to a pig. And then Fluffy looks up the elephant and begins crying. And then Chef says, oh, a big fat elephant. Now, I will tell you, I will tell you, Ian, God is my witness, even though I don't believe in your God or anybody's one true God, but the God at the end of the universe or whatever you want to call him. I've woken up with some ladies the next morning that I was not too happy with. Okay. Sometimes when you're on the road, you're playing music, Ian, you take one for the team. You know what I'm saying? You take one for the team. Yeah. And you know know how this story interludes as well is the fact that while we were getting it on, I had South Park boxers on. No joke. And she was like, wait a minute. You you like South Park? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, ugh. And at that point in time, I'm going to be kind of honest with you. And I was a little turned off. I was like, oh, you don't like South Park? Well, fuck you. <laughs> Have you ever woken up on the wrong side of the tracks, Ian? Have you ever woken up with a pig or an elephant next to you? I, de- I declined. To you declined no. to answer. <laughs> Who has it, man? Who has woken up next to someone they don't want to wake up next to? Well, apparently, if you're really hot, you probably don't have that problem. 
Oh, you have that problem. Everybody has that problem. Waking up next to someone they don't want to wake up next to at one point or another. Mm, interesting. Okay. I just meant from more of like the pig and the elephant standpoint, not just waking up someone next to someone. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, it happens. It happens. All you right. drink enough tequila. Drink enough tequila. I guess that's true. Seth Rogen, you know, he's a perfect example. Just watch the movie Knocked Up. They're talking about when is the pregnancy going to happen or when do we know they're pregnant. Chef says, well, we're not going to know that for a couple of days. And Kyle says, well, a couple of days, but Terrence is going to have his human clone by tomorrow. And Cartman's like, well, good job, Einstein. Why don't we just build a rocket in the meantime? Then Kyle punches Cartman. Cartman says, hey. Then Mephisto approaches. He says, oh, thank Buddha. I found you, boys. You must tell me, have you seen anything odd lately? <laughs> Stan says, well, we just saw an elephant have sex with a pig. Uh, we saw an elephant have sex with a pig. No, no, I said odd. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's not like, odd? Like, that's not odd. Like, that's not What? Yeah, do you think the animals could interbreed like that? Or that's not how it works? I don't think that's how it works. That's not how it works. I don't know. Some might be able to, some can't. Like dogs, wolves, I don't know. Right, I guess they could crossbreed in the dog kingdom, right? But yeah. do you think a dog could have sex with a pig and make pig pig mm. pig pups? That's a good question. Pig pups. Pig That's pups. a good question. So maybe I don't know if he could naturally but maybe if the pig was like Ooh, so artificially you, inseminated. So if we red rocket a dog and then inseminate <laughs> the pig <laughs> with the semen. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if we red rocket. Red rocket. Red rocket. Look, see, it's red rocket. Red rocket. <laughs> oh, if we red rocket the dog and then collect the semen. And then oh, inseminate boy. it into the pig. Maybe we could make pig pups. And if somebody out there owns a farm, wants to try it, give us a sh- let us know. We'd like to film it. Be interesting. I mean, we don't want to film you jacking off the dog, and we don't want to film you inseminating the pig. But we'll film the birth. That'd be interesting. Um. So, uh, basically, uh, he says, "No, I said odd." Uh, and Chef says, "Hey, you're that crazy cracker from up on the hill." And Mofesto says, sir, yes. sir, if making mutant animals spliced with humans is crazy, then, uh, hmm, uh, never mind. I'm afraid there's been an incident at the ranch, and you see I've created a large mutant clone of that little boy there, and he's broken free. And they're all like, a big mutant Stan? Stan's like a big mutant version of me? He's like, is he bigger than a regular clone? He's terribly dangerous. They go downtown now, and this is where you see big Stan. Ah, a chewy jump, a chewy, chewy jump. Stan, are you wearing a different hat? Hey, I know a certain young man who's itching for detention. And then uh, Kyle shows up. Says, "You know how big do you think he is?" Stan says, "I bet he weighs four hundred pounds." Come on, Stan, you don't even know where you would go. Then they look and they find him. They, you know, kind of get him. Uh, Big Stan is running uh, by with two people in his arms, and then now we go to the newscaster. The uh, news goes: it, it appears that this terrible, destructive creature is actually eight-year-old Stan Marsh of South Park. When asked, appears <laughs> <laughs> that the horrible, destructive creature is actually eight-year-old Stan Marsh of South Park. 
When asked why he was wreaking such havoc on his hometown, the little boy replied simply, Me, Stan. Ba-chomp, ba-chooey-chomp, ba-chooey-chomp. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> you know I'm having a hard time getting this. Jesus Christ. When asked why he was wrecking so much <laughs> havoc on his hometown, the little boy simply provide me stand, but chomp, but chewy, chewy, chomp, but chewy, chomp. Me stand, but chomp, but chewy, chomp, but chewy, chewy, chomp. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Police are requesting that if you see this eight-year-old little boy, immediately kill him and burn his body. That's all for now. Now back to Jesus and pals. <laughs> Yay, the wave is paved with gold for you who seek the truth. And then Big Stan breaks through the set of well, the wall there of the television show, or sorry, of all the TVs, and then uh, says, And then Jesus says, Jesus. Uh, and then Big Stan is left to, uh, is to the left, my lawyer. I don't know what that meant. Uh, and then uh, Stan says, Officer Barb Brady, my evil genetic clone, is destroying the town. We have to find him. You boys have been watching the X-Files too much. There's nothing to see that thing as genetic clone. And then he throws him. And as he's like laying in the water, you can still hear him saying, listen, now you kids go home. There's nothing to see here. Um, so finally, uh, Jimbo says, there you are, Stanley, you tore up my entire gunshot. You better have a good explanation for this, mister. And then Stan, and then Garrison shows up. What the hell's gotten into you, Stanley? You've got severe lunchroom, mister. Uh, severe lunchroom duty, I'm sorry. And then, uh, Jimbo says, I'm going to go have a word with your father. And Mr. Garrison says, wait till your, your father hears about this. They finally find him. Ah, ah, ba-cha, ba-cha. And then, uh, Stan goes, Oh, no, no, Stan goes, stop. And he goes, ah, ba, ba, chop. <laughs> that guy goes, he recognizes you, dude. Stop. Yeah, ba, ba, chop. He recognizes you, dude. That's good. That's good, dude. Just calm down. Ba, chop. What should we do with him? Stan, how would you like to go home and meet your sister? Ah, yeah. Big Stan's like, ah, oh, yeah. So we go back to Stan's house, and he says, so remember, Shelly's the one, the big wire coming out of her mouth and a metal plate on her back. And when you see Shelly, you kick her ass. Shelly, bad. Shelly, very bad. And Big Stan goes, me bad? Stan's like, no, Shelly, bad. You good. But then no. But then Stan freaks out. Shelly finally comes in. She breaks it up. They break up Stan. Chewy, chewy, jump. And then uh, Mephesto eventually comes in, takes a gun, just pulls it out. Another episode where guns are just nonchalantly used here in South Park. Nice little Easter egg there. And boom, <laughs> he just shoots right in front of the, kids. the clone, which brings me back right to my. In front of them. Yeah, that brings me to my. Spec- that's why I was asking that question earlier in the context of, you know, if you shoot somebody, that being a clone, is it considered murder? Hmm. <sighs> It could go both ways because it's like it's still alive, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. So it's an interesting topic to think about that. You know, killing. I mean, the thing about it is, though, people don't unless it's like, like a cat or a dog or some sort of pet nowadays. Like people can kill insects and animals and hunt them freely, right? And there's no repercussions. 
right? Because they're not technically sentient beings, if you will. But these are technically sentient clones. So they have feelings and they feel and they know who they are, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still technically a life. So if you're you're killing one, it still should be murder. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it technically is murder. He shot the kid, shot the clone right in front of the kids. The clone is dead. Uh, you hear Terrence yell, Daddy, no. Mephesto's like, all I ever wanted was to genetic, genetically engineer something useful, but I failed. Perhaps we shouldn't be toying with God's creations. Perhaps we should just leave nature alone to one simple ass schematics. And uh, Terrence is like, you cheating bastards. This isn't over. Just wait until tomorrow. Kyle get noticed is something, and then uh, Kenny dies. Says, you know, oh my god, they killed Kenny, you bastard. Um, Stan sees his parents drive up. And he says, my mom and dad are home. My, my house is a disaster. You guys have to help me. And Cartman's like, I ain't having crap. I want to eat some pie. Stan's like, uh, you can't just leave me here alone. And Cartman's like, oh, yeah, watch me. And he leaves. And Kyle's like, yeah, Stan, we have to go find out if Cartman's pig's pregnant or not. See ya. Stan's like, thanks a lot. And then Shelly's like, oh, boy, you're going to get it now. And Jimbo, Mr. Garrison are shown outside talking to Stan's parents. Stan starts crying. Stan's not fair. Everybody hates him. They're going to send him away. And then that's when Randy and Sharon enter. And Stanley, what in God's Stanley, what in God's name have you been doing? Everybody in town is upset with you, man. What do you have to say? What are, what's going on? Are you on drugs? And then <laughs> it's not Stan's fault. It wasn't Stan. He was, Stan was with me the whole time. It was with me the whole time. It's not Stan's fault. Huh? It wasn't Stan. He was... He was with me the whole time. Oh. Well, Stan, we're, uh, we're sorry we jumped to conclusions. Oh, honey, please forgive us, son. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't get in trouble. You know, they say, honey, please forgive us. And then Stan's like, Shelly, you saved my life. And yet, you've done so much more than that. Today, you taught the true meaning of family. Sure, families don't always get along, but when the forces of evil descend upon us, we conquer them by sticking together. And then Shelly continues to beat the crap out of them. Uh, now we go back to class. Mr. Garrison class. Everyone, let's give uh, Casey a... I like this. I like this. I don't know if you noticed the joke. Everyone, let's give Casey and his weed a big hand. <laughs> weed. Casey and his weed, a big hand. Casey and his weed. Only Clyde claps, though, which was interesting. Like, Clyde's the only one that claps. Uh, Mr. Garrison says, okay, Kyle, ready to see your science project? He says, well, our pig hasn't given birth yet, but he should be any day. And he says, well, then I guess you get an F. Okay, Terrence, I know the class can hardly wait to see your science fair project. He says, thank you, Mr. Garrison. Boys, Mr. Garrison, fellow students, for our science fair project, Bill Fossey and I have spawned a creature genetically far superior to man. I present to you the five-assed monkey. And the, oh, everyone's like, ooh, ah, Mr. Garrison, oh, Mr. Hat, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> and then Stan's like, wait, 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 the pig just gave birth. It had a baby. Kids, everyone's like, it had a baby? Oh, wow, let's go look at it. Kyle's like, what's it look like? And then uh, Kyle asks, does it look like a pig or an elephant? And that's when Cartman goes, hey, it, it, it kind of looks like Mr. Garrison. Hey, it kind of looks like Mr. Garrison. Oh, gee, isn't that an amazing coincidence? <clears throat> uh, what are the odds of that? Hmm. You boys get first prize. That'll do, pig. So that was it, man. That was the episode of uh, An Elephant Makes Ooh, Love to a Pig. 
Uh, what'd you think of this overall episode? Any underlying tones? I mean, there was a couple things in here, right, that we talked about throughout the episode from uh, sexualization of women or guys trying to get them drunk to genetically engineering to being bullied, right? So, I mean, what what's your overall thoughts on this episode? So I like all the satirical takes on everything that they did with the genetic engineering, babe, uh, the reference to the the island of Dr. Monroe, and um, that's still that, that book and the movie was still pretty good too. The book was awesome as well. So those, those are and one of the that book is one of my favorite. So there's that. I'm kind of biased on that. So that's that's my thing. I love this episode for that. Uh, this is one of the top tier for me for sure. If I were to make a DVD with my top twenty. This would probably be somewhere close to, if not in the top 10, then very close to it as best ones. So, wow, wow bold choice, huh? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would rank this in my top 20. I mean, maybe my top 30. Um, but I don't know if I would go top 20 because I can probably think of just like top 20 off the top of my head right now that I really like. You know what I mean? But uh, it was a great episode. It's a cult classic episode. Everyone knows Elephant Makes Love to a Pig when you think about South Park's early on episodes because of the context, and it's just so crazy. An elephant making love to a pig, you know what I mean? And then you got the song, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, a pig and elephant DNA just don't last. How many people, like, if that sh- ep- that show came out now, how many people would go online and actually Google Loverboy and see if that was a real song? <laughs> how many people would actually research do you think they're like was this probably a lot to make it to where it was a trending topic somewhere where it's like all of a sudden because of this episode all these people search this and that it's just, it'd, be, it'd be hilarious it'd be a water cooler uh, like conversation you'd have maybe back then you know what i mean maybe something you talk about with your friends in, uh, at the bar or something like that definitely would be a co- topic of conversation like hey do you hear that is there really a lover boy zone like is lover because Loverboy was a real artist, but like, like that's not an actual song by Loverboy, ladies and gentlemen. We looked it up too, just no, to make sure. Yes, that's definitely yeah, not a song. So save yourself, save yourself some time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for another edition of Sick Man, a South Park, a South Park review right here. On hackerhounding.podbean.com, voices of misery podcast.podbean.com, ratsaladreview.com, as well as we're on Spotify, Breaker, Open uh, Open Open FM or and Overcast FM and Open Casts, I'm sorry, and then Pocket Casts, and then Radio FM, and then Pocket and then Radio Public, and Breaker, Spotify, Google Play. We're everywhere pretty much now, guys. I mean, check us out. Download us under your under your favorite outlet, wherever you choose to do. Hey, if you guys like the show and maybe you want to sell, you know, a dollar or two, you can go to anchor.fm slash suck my ball slash support and become a monthly member. It's kind of like Patreon, except we don't give you anything. You just give us a dollar. So if you don't want if you want to pay us to do nothing so that way we can start up, cash in. Shout out and bro down. And, be- and, and that doesn't mean later on down the road once we get going and get a little steam and some exclusives here and there somehow. There won't be some definite for our first few supporters. We'll definitely keep you in heart. And later on when there's some sweet things, there will no, be coming. Do you not way. know the Cartman model? We are a pain to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so hit us up at Suck My Balls Pod on Twitter, Instagram. 
Email us at suckmyballspod at gmail.com. And, of course, find us on Facebook at South Park Pod. I'm your host with the most of this on the West Coast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. And this is my time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, Scoot Jackson for another episode of Shake My Balls. Scoot. You can find me at the Twitter at SuckMyBallsPod. I'll be there. If you have any questions or anything, you want to get at me with some magic, the gathering too, maybe. I don't know. Anything you want to suck some balls, get at me at the pod Twitter. Han stræder sig frem i regn og blæst med et, der sejnede hans hest. Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching lu Den jomfru sad i høje tårn. Ching chang ching lu Og ventede ham som telefon. Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød Ching chang ching lu de fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching lu Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu Det var jo noget værd og noget Ching chang ching lu For da han tøde blev han våd Ching chang ching lu Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu Ching-chang-ching-lu-chi-lai